Welcome to Broken Catholic, the number one Catholic voice in America. On this show, I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like why the world isn't working right now. The Protestant Reformation is over. Christians now have more commonalities than differences, yet evil is spreading and the enemy is winning because we're still fighting each other over self-righteous labels and high-level theology. If you disagree with me, then you're part of the problem. Listen, as Christians, we're all baptized into God's family. We all want heaven, and we all struggle with the same human brokenness. United we stand, divided we fall, it's that simple. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a broken Catholic and former atheist who was almost murdered twice. But God spared me because he had a higher purpose for my life. My mission is to unify Christians everywhere. This show was created for you, the person who wants to be accepted and loved and reminded that God has a higher purpose for your life. Let's get started. Today, our featured guest is Eric Nevins, and he's the host of Halfway There podcast. This podcast is all about the Christian experience in today's world. It's the ups and downs. It's not perfect. It's not sunshine and roses. To be a Christian is a higher calling. So Eric is on a mission to let evangelicals know the Christian journey is longer, deeper, and wider than they've been told. Halfway there furthers his, his aim by telling the stories of Christian people who share the ups and downs of life with God and everything in between. So Eric, welcome to the show. We're going to have an awesome conversation because you and I are on a similar path. We have a similar calling in, in my belief. Uh, and even though we identify with different faith denominations, we worship the same God. That's what this show is all about. It's about unifying Christians everywhere and spreading God's love and mercy in the world and driving out evil. So welcome to the show. Fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Yeah, thanks, Joseph. It's good to be here. Um, you know, it's interesting. You, you say that we serve the same God, and I totally agree with that. But uh, I think there are different traditions. Have, they bring their own value. And so part of my story is learning to get outside of my tradition, growing up evangelical, which is very Bible-based, um, it's shame-based and guilt-based a, a little bit. It's uh, <laughs> very similar to mine, brother. Yeah, well, it is, right? Yeah. But then, you know, one, one thing that I was always troubled by as a, as a young man was people would tell us, we'd say, read the Bible and pray, but very seldom did we um, learn how to do those things. And so mm. I've had to go outside of evangelicalism into, into Catholicism to find ways to pray. Um, which oh, is, you and I are going to have a good conversation. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So there's that. But uh, that eventually led me to Denver Seminary to get a, a Master of Divinity in uh, spiritual formation uh, with an emphasis there. And so that question kind of has propelled me for a long time. Okay. So Broken Catholic Nation right there. Eric just did some name dropping and he pretty much just said that he's wiser than me when it comes to theology, right? So this is, this is going to be a good conversation. All right, Eric, share with us something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm generally an open book, I would like to think, um, but I have some, I'm kind of a dreamer. I have, I have a lot of... Um, a lot of things that I want to do that uh, are hard for me to do sometimes. And so uh, execution, vision is not my problem. Execution is my problem. So mm. uh, that's, that's been 
kind of the interesting journey in the last last few months. Got it. So BC Nation, Eric just spoke directly to 50% of you. <laughs> right. right there. Half of us are dreamers. Half of us actually execute the dreams and make them real. But we need each other. That's the whole big point. All right. So you can find Eric at halfwaytherepodcast.com. Go listen to his show, halfwaytherepodcast.com. You also have his personal shot, personal site, ericnevins.com. That's Eric, E-R-I-C, nevins.com. All right. So here's why I invited Eric to be a guest on the show. Again, we're coming at our faith, uh, our faith, our calling from two different traditions. And Eric, I really love what you just started us out with. And that is, hey, Joseph, I was raised with a lot of, in a very guilt, shame, condemnation environment, as was I. Um, and even though I knew of God, I was never really taught how to communicate with him in a real relationship like you and I right here, right now. Is that fair? Oh yeah, totally. Okay. Got it. So I'm literally in the same place as you with that, right? That with Catholicism, I was raised the exact same way. And it was all these, uh, uh, reciting all these memorized types of prayers, these litanies and, over time, you, you become desensitized to what you're actually saying, right? So there are a lot of fancy words, but very little intimacy with, with my creator. So I was never taught that. You were never taught that. You went out to Catholicism to actually learn different ways to pray, which I think is fascinating. And I went to the Baptist tradition um, <laughs> to learn how to pray correctly. So we're going to share like war stories here. Um, and we're going to share what we learned and BC nation, you're going to benefit from it because you're going to get the insights, the years that Eric has spent in learning how to pray and connect with his creator and the years that I've spent, uh, outside of my faith tradition being taught and disciplined by others in how to listen and hear from my creator. Right. So let's get into it. So that's why I invited Eric on the show. Uh, it's for your benefit. Eric, let's go big first before we get into your story. Why do you think the world isn't working right now? Mm. Well, I think that we don't really take each other seriously. Um, I think one of the hardest parts, you know, about whether it's a political battle or a theological battle or, you know, what, whatever it is, uh, we don't respect the fact that the other person is made in the image of God. Mm. And that kind of changes everything. If you, if I believe that you are, you know, trash, then I'm going to treat you like trash. But if I believe that you are made in the image of God, just like I am, then I have to treat you with the same respect that I might treat, you know, myself or, or God himself. Right. Because he, I is love that Eric. Here's the rub though. What if I don't see myself as made in the image and likeness of God? What if I see myself as trash right now? I want to, I'm contemplating suicide right now. How do, how do you expect me to see God in you if I can't see God in me? Well, that's a discipline we have to cultivate, isn't it? To learn how to, to see ourselves. I've been, this has been one of my big hobby horses lately. Um, in fact, I wrote this down um, recently. Uh, this, having a self is a gift from God, which I think is, is very interesting. Cause in my tradition, we, we talk about that guilt and that shame, right? Mm. You know, we, if we, 
often say that it's, well, my heart is deceitful. There's that verse, the heart is deceitful above all things who can understand it. Well, that's true, but Jesus gives us a new heart and he gives us the Holy Spirit. And so we are new people and we therefore have a new relationship with everything, including our own self. So I think one of the solutions mm. for that is to start to understand ourselves and to ask, you know, one of the things I encourage people to do all the time, ask God, if you have a question, you're not sure about what, um, what you should think or believe, ask him, he will respond. I'm 100% in agreement with you, BC Nation. I'm just going to piggyback off of Eric's wisdom there because that is wisdom. Ask God and he will provide, right? So what I coach some of my clients when I do my spiritual coaching is I say, here's the prayer I want you to say for the next 10 days. So these are students that are wrestling with, I'm not good enough. Does God really love me? Um, does God have time for me? I feel like I, I had my one shot and now God has moved on to everybody else who actually is going to do something with it, but I screwed up. So I lost my chance. If you're wrestling with any of these things, here's the advice I give to my students for the next 10 days, when you wake up and spend time with, with your creator, the first thing I want you to say is this father, show me how much you love me. Yeah. Say that for 10 days. Father, show me how much you love me. Show me in, in, your, in my life in a way that I get, right? And then be open and expect him to show you. That's very important. You have to believe as if it's already happened, right? And if you do this, I promise you, God will show up in your life and you'll start to feel loved for maybe the first time in years. And I've had this with the, my students. Uh, one student just recently, Eric, uh, she did this prayer. And within, uh, on the second day, she reached out to me. She's like, Joseph, guess what happened? I was like, what? She said, I woke up feeling completely like I was being loved on by my heavenly father. Like I was in his arms and embraced and it was surreal. And I just couldn't break free from it. It was just this amazing love and peace and calm. And it's been going on. And, and then she like reached out days later and she's like, Joseph, it's still happening. Like, I can't believe it. And for the first time in 30 years, I went from two to three hours of sleep for in 30 years every night. Um, I, I just got my first eight hours of uninterrupted sleep wow. and God is so good. And I can't believe how quickly he answered my prayer. So BC Nation, use that. Use what she used. That's your access. Eric is so right on this. Eric, let's get into your backstory, okay? Um, so you grew up evangelical. What was the main thing missing? I know we spoke about there's shame, there's condemnation, all that. But what was the main thing, the number one thing missing in your relationship with your creator? Speak to us about that. Take us back to that time. What was going on inside of you? Really paint us a picture in the next two to three minutes. Yeah. So for me, the question was always, you know, I would look at my little church um, in Des Moines, Iowa, and there were good people there, right? They were faithful people. Uh, but I would look at it. I'd read the New Testament and I would go, I see all these things happening. I see, you know, some of it's miraculous. Some of it's just the way they love each other. And I don't see that happening in my little church. And I was, I was like, why, why is that? And so that question really propelled me a lot um, to try to figure out what, what is going on there. And in some ways it still does. Um, but that, that was really my, my big thing. I think what was missing was a definition of, um, of kind of what the spiritual journey is like. Mm 
and so and where that ends up um in evangelicalism spiritual maturity is defined as how much you know and how much you do very often Mm. and when that's the case um you know every action that you take has a lot more weight and when you so when you sin when you fall uh then you can it's easy to think that god is not or he's upset with you or he's he's not happy with you and uh, that definitely was my experience you know all the time so Wow, that's powerful. It's like we get trapped in this performance-based theology, mm-hmm. right? And we literally think that God only loves us when we perform well. And I, I was raised with that. And it was like, this is what you need to do, and this is what you, you do not do. And when you break these, God is mad at you. And literally the wrath and judgment of God is going to come down on you, and you're headed to hell. Mm-hmm. So you need to clean this up like quickly and become perfect. Like your heavenly father is perfect. And that is taken out of context so many times. And I create a limiting belief system that I need to be perfect all the time. And I think if you or I, or someone listening right now wrestles with perfectionism, a lot of that comes from this false morality that we actually put like biblical truths and then distort them just a little bit. Right. And we make up our own belief or the enemy does it. And it's like, I got to show up perfect. And no, like C.S. Lewis says in his book, Mere Christianity, he says, we are meant to be little Christ, to be little Jesus. Right. And the way we do that is by getting out of the way every day, surrendering our will to his so that he shows up and he is the perfect representation of the father within us. We don't have to do it. We just need to get out of the way and surrender our will. What shows up for you in that, Eric? Yeah. So a couple of things. One is it took me a long time to get here, but in the last few years, I've learned to define spiritual maturity as love and to remember that the gospel starts in Genesis 1, not in Genesis 3. So, you know, Genesis 3 is where human beings sin, they, they eat the apple and all that stuff. Genesis 1 is where God creates them and declares them good. And so the whole rest of the story, if you, if you read until the end of Revelation, God says, uh, it says, they will be, uh, God, he, I will be their God and they will be my people, right? Mm-hmm. That's what he wants. And so if that's the goal, he must not be mad at us. He must, be have, he must have a whole different kind of, kind of goal. So I guess that's an example of where like theological reflection or reflecting on scripture has really changed the way that I feel both about myself and about him and how I can relate to him. I get that. So let's tie this into the name of your podcast, right? Because yeah. it's a curious name. Halfway there, podcast. What is that? Why did you name it that? What's the meaning behind it? And how does it tie into what you just said? Yeah, absolutely. So um, in part, it's a wink to Bon Jovi because I've always been a Bon Jovi fan. Everybody knows that song, Living on a Prayer. Halfway there. Wow. So fun. That's so, about all I got. Yeah, that's it. That's what everybody knows. But it's uh, so there's that. But then it's also this idea. I think we have this idea that, you know, I'm going to someday reach spiritual maturity, that spiritual maturity mm-hmm. is a place. It's a destination. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe that. I believe that the journey, yes, there are stages that we go through and that are helpful and good to understand. Um, but there's also always going to be growth. And so um, one of my friends, it was episode number three, he made this point in when we were talking, he said, I think that we're going to always be growing, even in eternity, we'll always be learning more about God because you cannot exhaust knowledge of an infinite God. And so we'll always be, there's no there, right? We're always 
only going to be halfway there. We'll always be on the journey. And so what I wanted to say to people with that, with the show is that, but then also that you're not alone. So whatever you're experiencing happens to, to people. And um, so there's, a, there's other stuff out there. What's your favorite part of what you're doing in your calling right now? Like what clearly, first off, identify your calling, say it in one sentence, what God's calling you to do right now. And then what is your absolute favorite part about doing that? Yeah. I think God is calling me to serve people who hit a spiritual wall. And so mm. there, there are those hard times and it can happen because of a crisis. It can happen because of um, spiritual boredom. Like you've done all the Bible studies, you've done all the stuff, and now you're like, I don't connect with God this way anymore. Um, and it can happen because of just a, a longing for something more. Like you start to realize that there's more to God than what you're, you're being given. Um, and so I've always had a heart for those people. I really, I think a lot of times they get dropped by the church because it's messy. So like mm. I said, if you define spiritual maturity as what you know and what you do, and you stop doing those things, suddenly you're maybe not as, not as Christian or not as holy as, as we thought. And you can't be a teacher or whatever. Um, instead, those people need somebody to come alongside them, walk with them. I love what you're doing with spiritual coaching. I think that's a great idea. Um, walk with them, help them through that. And then um, hopefully on the other side, find that um, you know, the Lord is, is good and find themselves and find them, find a, what's the word I'm looking for? A ministry to, of their own. You know? mm, yeah, I get that. You know, I've been sitting with this spiritual coaching for a while and uh, when we were in Austin, right, you and I got to experience at that podcaster's conference, a room full of 150, uh, I'm going to say it loosely, personal development junkies mm -hmm. in the spiritual space. Mm -hmm. Is that Fair. Okay. And, and some of the language going on there, man, all this new agey stuff, like your inner divinity and the chakras, the 52 chakras and the rainbows and the unicorns and all this other stuff. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm in a Disney movie. Like, I don't <laughs> even know what's happening right now. Right. But here's what I, I do want to say in an uplifting. They all were so welcoming to my message. Right. Cause what yeah. I went up on stage, right? If I don't know if you were there and you remember, but I, I went up and I said, I have two podcasts. One of them is first 100 K entrepreneurship. The second is faith-based called broken Catholic because I'm a broken Catholic and former atheist. And I talk about what God's doing in my life and what he wants to do in yours. And like, that was a little intimidating to go and do that in a room full of like all this people who probably wouldn't accept me. And what I immediately found one after another, Eric, they would come over to me and they were like, man, I really loved your energy. I love what you said. And I'm a broken Catholic. Mm. You know, I grew up Catholic. I grew up Protestant. I grew up Baptist. I grew up Jew, but I'm not practicing anymore. So that's how they identified broken Catholic, right? It's just, I, I had faith and now I don't. It's, it got broken somewhere. And, and I really just connected with them and they were just so open and hungry for they're searching for God's truth in all the wrong places. And, and if I could say it this way, they're halfway there. Yep. They're halfway there, but what they're doing is they're searching for truth. They're finding some of it in nature, right? Because God is in his creation. So God's truth is in nature. And they're stopping at worshiping the moon and the sun and the stars and astrology and God's creation. And I'm like, listen, you're halfway there. 
you're almost 90% there. You just got to push through and ask, well, who created all these things, right? Yeah. Who is the, who's the creator of all things? And I'm like, you're in the right place. You just got to push through. What shows up for you in that? Because I'm sure you had a similar or different experience. Oh, no, totally. Exactly the same experience. You know, after I got to share a little bit about what I'm doing on the show, same thing. People come up to me and say, hey, you know, I'm, you know, I'm spiritual, but not religious was the thing. I was like, well, that's actually a good thing. Like, you know, don't be religious. That's not good. Um, But be, but you, but you do need to know Jesus. And so that was interesting. A lot of people. Um, and they, they were from all kinds of different traditions, uh, Catholic and evangelical or, or um, yes. you know, fundamentalist, things like that. It's like, wow, that's fascinating. And they grew up in that way. And then they said, this is not it. Or the church, there were people in the church that sort of that hurt them in some way and they, mm-hmm. and they failed. And uh, they, but the thing I took away from that experience was that all these people um, we're spiritual. Like they, so yes. being a spiritual being is part of being a human being. And so you, you have to, like, I just had tremendous respect for that because I, mm. I don't, I don't think of people as being as spiritual as they were or the people that we met at that conference. And yeah, uh, I, I agree with that. And it was like, here's people that are, are pursuing spiritual truth, right? They may not have the complete truth, but they have some truth and that's good, right? And they're investing their time and money. They spent thousands of dollars to be there mm-hmm. to seek more truth, right? Or in other words, to seek God. Yeah. And, and I think like that's a beautiful thing. So BC Nation, wherever you are in your spiritual journey, there's no judgment here. Just know this, God will meet you right where you are. And if you've come through brokenness like Eric did in his you know, home life and I came from in my home life and our faith journey, and we didn't get that complete um, presentation of God and God's love the way God would have intended it because it was filtered through broken humans in our fallen nature, right? Well, welcome to humanity, right? You have the same experience. We all have the same experience. What do we do with it? How do we spiritually mature? How do we not quit when we run up and hit a spiritual wall, like Eric was saying? And I think that's a very important thing to sit with. So Eric, I'd like you to give, um, what are your top three tips, top three strategies that you want to say to BC Nation right now, the person who is listening and at a spiritual wall right now about how they can go from this spiritual maybe paralysis that they're in right now or limbo and break through and have real relationship with their maker. Like what are your top three tips, three strategies? What do you got? Yeah. So my uh, first advice would be to, uh, if you're in the, if finding yourself in a place like that, you need to just acknowledge it and accept that that's where you are. Because a lot of times we try to fake it or we try to uh, pretend and we start looking for other kinds of things. The wall is a really interesting place and a lot of things can happen there. You can bounce off it. And I've seen people do this where they kind of hit this sort of spiritual malaise and they go back to a learning stage and they go to seminary or something. Um, and they, go, they figure out how to, you know, they dig in, do more Bible studies or whatever it is. They get more involved in church. You can hit the wall and just lose your faith entirely you know? And so, and that's not good. You don't want that. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can, you can get to that place and you can embrace it and you can say, okay, you can, which leads me to the second step, which is to ask the Lord what he wants to do in it. Um, you know, so what, whatever that is. Um, and 
you know, I don't know what he wants to do in your life with, with the wall, but typically it's something to do with surrender. It's identifying, you know, yourself in submission to him and um, acknowledging that, that you can't, it's not really something even that you can control, but that you are his and that he will relate to you as he sees fit. You know, so some people he gives visions and dreams and that's fascinating stories, right? And some people he speaks quietly. And that's okay, um, but ask him, take it to him. And, uh, and finally, I would say, you know, walk through it, find people who are either a little ahead of the journey or um, at the same place in the journey. And you might have to have new friends, right? The friends that, that who are at, at church that, you know, just show up and sort of do the things every week after week um, might not be the people you need to hang out with. You need to find some people who you can, um, who can understand and won't judge judge you for where you are and will take you um, walk with you where you need to go. I love it. Those are good. Those are clear. BC nation, write those down. Don't rely on me to do a recap in like three minutes. Jeez, <laughs> write them down yourself. All right, cool. All right. Like that was powerful. All right. Now speak to us, Eric. Uh, what mistakes have you made along the way in your spiritual journey? Give me the big one. What's that big hairy monster that you were like, man, I was an idiot. Why did I do? Why did I miss that? Or the writing was on the wall. It was right in front of me. God was trying to say something and I was clueless about it. What's, what's that big thing that you just missed maybe or you fell or whatever? Yeah, that's a, it's a good question. I'm trying to think of like something that is really, you know, really honest. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think, I think I tried for a long time to, to be, um, kind of wanted to be a mystic, you know what I mean? Uh, somebody who has spiritual experiences, like not even out of the body stuff, but just, you know, like you, you hear people talk about this stuff and, uh, and you read about them in scripture, which, so I was like, I want, I want that. Like I want that. And um, that's, that's not really the thing because if you, if you want those things, I'm not sure they're going to happen necessarily. <laughs> they didn't happen. It, to it normally happens to people who didn't ask for it. Right. Totally, right. And so um, it's much better to approach God with a, with a heart of, of just humility and, and wanting to, to find him. Um, and that took me a long time to come to, you know, I don't really have a story for that because it took place over so, such a long period of time. You know what I mean? I do. Um, but I'm finding now that it's much better to just surrender. So uh, one piece, like I used to be in worship and I would say, God, I want, I want to experience you here. Like I want you, you know, I want, I want to experience you. And then it would move to, uh, I started to pray, you know what, Lord, I don't need that. I don't need that. Like you don't have to, you know, I don't need to have an emotional experience in worship. It's fine. And now where I've come to is I'm like, God, I want what you want from me. I want like, so here I am. And, I'm, I'm here to worship and I'm going to focus on you and let's see what happens. Mm, I love it. BC nation. Eric's talking about the three elusive steps of holiness, right? It's yeah. the, the what's step one. I got to reflect on it for a second. Step one is um, surrendering right to God, like acknowledging God, I want you in my life. Right. Step two is learning to walk with God. Right. And then step three, walk with God and offer up uh, the suffering, right, that, that we go through. And then step three is saying, Lord, your will, not mine. 
Like your will, not mine, whatever it looks like. I don't care if it means I, I die to myself. I lose my entire life. Your will, not mine. So yeah. I love it. That's the spiritual maturity Eric's talking about. Can I, can I just say too, again, wherever you are, accept it. It's okay. It's okay go. to be in any one of those three stages. And that's, you just got to be there. Love it. So let's do a quick recap. BC Nation from Eric Nevins. You can find him at halfwaytherepodcast.com, halfwaytherepodcast.com. Go listen to his show. You know he's going to have more spiritual nuggets for your brain. Go get them. All right. So first off, Eric's purpose, his mission is to serve people who have hit a spiritual wall. That's what he's being called to. That's what he's doing with his podcast and the other things that he's working on right now. And when I ask, you know, what top three tips or strategies would you give to that person that you're coaching that hit a spiritual wall? He said, here's the first thing you do. Acknowledge where you are. Acknowledge where you are and be fine with it. Be okay with it. Don't beat yourself up over the head. Don't compare yourself to others and where they are in their journey. Comparison is the thief of joy. That's biblical, yo. Okay, acknowledge where you are. Number two, Eric says, ask the Lord what he wants you to do with the wall. What does he want to do with the wall that you're running into right now? He's going to use it for something. He's going to use it to grow you. You may not like it. It's probably going to hurt. <laughs> Suck it up, buttercup. It's about God's will, right? He sees the future that you don't. He has a plan for your life. And number three, finally, Eric says, connect with people who are a few steps ahead of you on the faith journey or exactly where you are, maybe just one step ahead, right? But people that are, they're moving forward. They're not settled. They're not at a brick wall themselves, a spiritual wall, but they found a way through. They found the crack and now they could show you how to get through. That's so, so important. Remember, we are the, uh, individually, we are sons and daughters of God. Collectively, we are the body of Christ, regardless of labels. And we're meant to help and encourage and lift each other up over the walls, through the walls, whatever it takes, okay? So listen to Eric's advice. Eric, that was my summary. Did I leave anything out? No, that's perfect. Awesome stuff, man. That was great advice. I like it. So simple and easy to do. All right, so uh, BC Nation, this is my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the <laughs> confession round. See what I did there as a token Catholic? Confession. <laughs> confession round. So if there's no priest, I know you love that. We're all scared of the, of the, (laughs) okay. So I I literally just made Eric turn red, right? And when I said confession, it's like the buzzword. Got it. All right, Eric. So here's the fun part. I'm going to ask you 12 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. What's the, uh, just say the first thing that comes to you. Are you ready, sir? Let's go. All right, Eric, what is your favorite sound? Oh man. I love a distorted guitar. Okay, got it. I'm not sure what that sounds like, but got it. Oh, you've heard it a million times. All right. What's your least favorite sound? Uh, uh, Yelling kids. (laughs) (laughs) I get that. As a dad, that makes sense. What are you most afraid of? Um, I'm most afraid of not being being the person I'm supposed to be. Hmm. Yeah, I get that. What did you spend way too much time doing in your 20s? School. I went to a <laughs> lot of school, brother. <laughs> Dude, that is so true. Like looking back on my 20s, I'm like, what a waste of time. I'm just kidding. Education's cool. 
It just, you some know of what? the higher education screwed it's up. Valuable, but I spent nine years getting a three-year degree. It's, it's a long time. Dude, I, I think I've educated myself more at the school of Google. <laughs> right. All right. What secret fear do you have about people? That they won't accept me. Got it. What do you wish you had learned sooner about God? That he does accept me. <laughs> Love it. What do you uh, wish you were better at? Marketing. <laughs> <laughs> what dream are you scared of pursuing? I have this dream to uh, put a hundred million dollars worth of value in the world in one calendar year. That's insane. Uh, but I'm, I'm trying to pursue it as best I can. We'll see. Yeah. Got it. What's a new habit you want to form? I would like to practice listening prayer more regularly. Dude, I can help you with that. <laughs> yes, I know. Like seriously, 40 day holy hour challenge. Go to Facebook, put in the search bar, daily holy hour, daily holy hour on Facebook. Dude, we have 670 members right now and growing. Like this is less than two months old. We started with 11. That's, that's like that's like 670 human souls. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. that are, we're teaching how to get quiet and listen to what God wants to say to you and have possibly, Eric, that mystical experience is waiting for you right there. Right. All right, cool. Uh, what's a bad habit you want to break? Procrastinating. <laughs> joining, <laughs> joining the 40-day holy hour challenge? No, I'm kidding. Uh, pick three words to describe who you are now. Uh, I'm adventurous. I'm, um, I'm a dad. That's Got definitely it. a big piece. It's definitely a big one. And I'm a podcaster. You know, I really, I really do love that. Yeah, I get that. Pick three words to describe who you were before you experienced a relationship with God. Mm. I was scared and lonely and um, unsure. Mm, got it. BC Nation, if that's exactly where you are, scared, lonely, and unsure, go check out the 40-Day Holy Hour Challenge. I'm telling you, I will show you and teach you how to let go and surrender of all of that and how to hear from your maker, your creator, who has a purpose and plan for your life, and it's going to bring you peace. I'm telling you, if you're depressed, if you're contemplating suicide, like I can, I can give you peace, right? Not me, but the, I'll point you to the one who can. I don't have the answers to all your problems, but I know who does, and I could show you, right, and point you to him. And last question, Eric, if you could come back to life after you died, look your kids in the eye, your wife in the eye, your family and friends, and say, only one piece of advice. What would you give them? What would you say to them? I would say, uh, forget your fear. Um, it's, there's, it's too easy to live a life full of fear and deciding, making decisions based on how much money you have or how much experience you have or whatever. And I would say, forget all that. Uh, forget your fear. Just do the thing that's in your heart. Love it. The opposite of love is fear. The opposite of fear is love. Where there is love, there is no fear. Okay. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about having that relationship with God versus not? Yeah. Well, the one thing I want 
people to know is that there is no condemnation in Christ. Romans 8, one of my all-time favorite verses, because what the law was powerless to do, God did in Christ. And uh, so you can never make it there yourself. Um, but if you pursue him, he's not going to, to judge you. He will accept you. Love it. And go read the prodigal son story, yeah. right? If you want to know like how God is going to receive you after you've done all the bad choices that you've done, like I've done, Eric, you probably had one or two small bad things. I had some grandiose bad things, right? But your heavenly father wants to welcome you back with loving arms, no condemnation. He wants to forgive you. And all you have to do is come back and be fully repentant. And like literally say, Lord, I don't want control of my life anymore. I don't know what I'm doing. I keep screwing up everything. I end up lonely and depressed. This isn't working. You take over, right? Do that, man. I'm telling you, it's a game changer. All right. So Eric, we're speaking with Eric Nevins. You can find him at ericnevins.com or at halfwaytherepodcast.com. That's halfwaytherepodcast.com. Eric, any other way for BC Nation to get in touch with you? Man, those are the best ways. If you just, just go there, um, there's a contact button up in the right-hand corner. You can send me an email. I love to hear from people, especially if you've been uh, you know, encouraged or something by, by something we've said. I know I have. I definitely have. You've inspired me, brother. All right. So, Eric, thanks for joining us today. And I wish you God's peace, God's love, and God's joy, my friend. Thanks, brother. My pleasure. BC Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your life without building faith in your business. If you want the business side of that conversation, I have another podcast called First 100K, where I interview successful entrepreneurs about how they made their first $100,000, because that's where I believe 90% of you are stuck and you can't break through. Go to first100k.com to find out how. I'm Joseph Warren. You were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day and I'll see you right back here next week.